What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Brandon Fink. He is a phenomenal certified financial planner with Financial Compass Group out of Wellesley, Mass. I really enjoyed adding a little diversity across a different aspect of business, personal finance. If you're listening and have anything to do with real estate investing, wealth building, or personal finance, I would love to have you on the show. There is tons and tons of amazing value in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 13 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, I have the really great pleasure of interviewing Brandon Fink. He is a certified financial planner, and I'm really excited to have him on. Um, this actually is going to be the first episode of 2021. Uh, it's going to air next Monday. So hopefully, you know, everybody had a great new year and everything. And, you know, let's let's start the new year pretty good. And hopefully it's better than 2020. <laughs> but anyway, so what's going on, Brandon? How are you, man? What's going on? All is well, brother. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So to jump right into things, you know, what do you actually do as like a certified financial planner? Um, you know, if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and your company, um, you know, a little bit of your story. Yeah, man, of course. Uh, I've been running a wealth management practice for seven, eight years or so, and really doing the work that I've wanted to do since the age of 20. Uh, work may not really be the best word. I'd say a passion, a calling, uh, you know, love the work that I do. I have a zeal for economics and investing, uh, entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, ultimately love working with people. You know, when I talk about financial planning, Inevitably, people ask me, they say, oh, you know, you must be a numbers guy. And, uh, you know, a misconception is uh, this is more about people than numbers, uh, mm -hmm. listening and, you know, helping people articulate what is it they want to get out of their lives? What are their quality of life goals? And when that's understood and, and when we have those conversations, really the financial goals just fall right into it and the conversations become much easier. So uh, just helping people with their financial lives and guiding them to where they want to go. That's great, man. That's, that's incredible that, you know, you kind of had found that passion at age 20 and, you know, I've just been able to kind of, you know, just jump right into it and, you know, have some fun and enjoy it. Do you, do you yeah. even consider it like a job anymore? Or is it just kind of like more of a passion? No, it, it, it's, it's far from a job at this point. Um, really enjoy it. And, and look, some of it's the entrepreneurial freedom I have. And, um, you know, I work with great people from a client perspective, but also those, those that I hire, um, those that I partner with, uh, always making sure that I'm surrounded with great people, whether it be clients or not. So it's fun, man. Uh, I enjoy it, having a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, you know, the best is yet to come. Hopefully there's a long uh, career ahead of me. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So uh, where is your practice exactly? I forgot to ask. What is it? <laughs> you know, these days, virtually, it's wherever it needs to be. 
uh, you know, I, 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 I live, I, I live in downtown Boston, uh, currently have an office in Wellesley, Massachusetts, uh, clients across the country, um, do traveling, used to do traveling when need be. Um, so Boston, but, uh, all over, I would say we're, yeah, I can be where I need to be. And, and, you know, with the zooms and the, uh, Google meetings of the world, uh, truly that's taken on a different form. Yeah, it totally has. It's, you know, it's so crazy. Um, you know, kind of like the world that we're in now when it comes to something like that. Um, you know, and just being able to meet a lot more people online and, and stuff like from wherever did, um, what's it called? Did your business get like affected by, you know, when everything shut, shut down and stuff, or did everything just kind of like continue as normal for the most part? You know, I would say, um, continuing is, is normal. And, and of course I'm fortunate in that regard. I have clients, friends, they're in the restaurant business, uh, they're in travel. And unfortunately they've, they've really just been crushed. Uh, I have others in the technology side of the world that uh, it's been a fantastic time for them business-wise. You know, I think there's always a need and a demand for financial advice and and simplifying uh, the financial decisions people have to make. So fortunately, I would say unaffected and uh, continue to grow the business through this uh, time that we're in. That's awesome. That's so true. (laughs) I wish there was a lot more, you know, like really good financial advice out there. Make sure you get it from the right place. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, so to kind of transition, you know, right into everything, um, what is your drive and your vision for the long term? What's your why? Yeah, it's really just about impacting and, and helping others. That's what gets me jazzed up. It's what gets me fulfilled. Uh, you know, of course, other entrepreneurs, they have goals as far as size of business revenue. You know, I, I, I had some of that when I was younger, but at this point, that takes care of itself. Uh, yeah. If I'm ultimately helping others, uh, you know, just and you know, from an, an impact standpoint, I want to impact my clients, I want to impact my business partners, those that I hire, but even just my friends, you know, those that I spend time with, uh, you know, I want to ultimately help them in whatever way I can. Uh, From a client perspective, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I work with people that want to make a difference. Uh, You know, a lot of my clients, uh, they're in the basketball world, Uh, you know, whether they be professional athletes, coaches, what have you. Um, But either way, they want to make an impact. They want to make a difference. So if I can help them do that, uh, you know, I'm a happy camper and uh, business just kind of takes care of itself. That's awesome. So, like, I feel like that's something that's kind of, you know, talked about a lot less. Um, you know, a lot of people just kind of go for scale and, you know, to like really like try and blow things up. But I mean, like if it really fulfills you and, and keeps you happy and, um, you know, like to be able to satisfy uh, like the needs of others and stuff like scale doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, like if you can have those kind of relationships that that like you really want to build, you know, with your clients and other people and stuff and, you know, everybody's happy, then that's perfect. You know, yeah, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of ways to build a business. And I think yeah. uh, with the pandemic, we've learned we can do a lot more with uh, if we have to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, 
and I've reflected on this. I mean, years ago, I had this vision of having this big organization, uh, yeah. just a ton of people that I'm working with, a ton of people under me. But the reality is, is um, I can have that, but you don't necessarily need to. And uh, I can be lean with myself, a few other advisors, perhaps some partners, a um, couple administrative support roles. But ultimately, with technology, um, you know, I can get a lot done. And I don't necessarily need the huge payroll and the huge office. I could have it, um, certainly. And, uh, you know, it's an option. But I think myself and a lot of business owners, we learned that um, you don't necessarily have to be part of a huge organization. You don't have to be in New York City. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of ways to build it up. Yeah, that's I'm definitely going to highlight that right there. <laughs> that, that's, you know, that's really, really great information to hear, um, you know, especially because like you hear a lot of advice, uh, you know, kind of in like the entrepreneurial space to to just like think really big and do like really crazy stuff. But, you know, to your point, you know, eventually there might come a point where like you're really satisfied with kind of how you're building and just, you know, kind of want to ride it out and stuff. And, you know, growth might not, or like, you know, crazy expansion might not be, you know, like the, the big focus anymore. And, you know, like, you don't yeah, always have to be like the biggest dog. Sure. You know, that's certainly part of it. I, I'd also add, um, even if you want to grow uh, from a, uh, a revenue perspective, you don't necessarily have to increase headcount, you know, I mm -hmm. think is, is, a good, is a good way to look at it. You know, there's a lot of ways to grow a business, and I'm a fan of 80-20 thinking, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which is ultimately, um, let's increase our goals, but let's find a way to do it uh, with less energy, with less stress. And, you know, ultimately, uh, sometimes it's a matter of hiring more people and having the organization be bigger, but not always. Uh, and just being creative in the sense of if you want to grow the business, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it without necessarily having a, uh, overly inflated payroll. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. There's, uh, one of the other people that I interviewed on here, he actually said something that kind of stuck with me, you know, to your point. And that was, uh, I think he said, like, you already have everything that you need or something like that. So yeah. kind of like what he meant by that and, you know, why that impacted me so much and, you know, hopefully, so it, kind of thought got some other people thinking as well was you're right like you might not necessarily need like more people but it could be like better systems or you know to like you said be able to get the same tasks done with less of your energy to be able to use that in other places and you know it just like that creative aspect is you know like imperative to to moving on and the solution might not always be to just hire more people like you might already have it but not necessarily figured it out yet that's you hit it on the head <laughs> yeah the you know uh employ a bit of creativity and uh you know figure out what's going to be the most optimal solution we've all had to do it with covid again yep. uh you know we're we're, we're we're coming off of a period where we've had to adapt we've had to adjust and um you know we can carry that adaptiveness with us in a post-covid world uh I hope we all do because, uh, you know, we can really do some amazing things. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, kind of definitely with everything that has gone on, um, you know, how do I word this? 
I guess it kind of like brought about a foreign situation where you could have either adapted or not adapted. And it kind of got yeah. a lot of people thinking, you know, in a way that they might not have before, um, you know, to be able to, to survive as a business and, you know, to maybe like have to change some systems and stuff to kind of uh, like complement everything that's going on and everything. And, um, you know, to just kind of get different, yeah, just kind of get thinking in a different spot. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, what are your thoughts on building relationships and expanding your network? Look, I, I, I think net worth is a product of your network, right? You know, ultimately, uh, you're a product of who you spend time with. So I'm always focused on being around the right people, uh, being the dumbest in the room, if you will. And, you know, I'd say not only being around high performers and smart people, whether it be my friend group, my clients, but just, I would say, diversity, not only diversity in, say, gender or color, but diversity of thought. Uh, people that come from different backgrounds, people that have different perspectives. And, you know, what's beautiful is linking those people together, really playing the role of, of connector. And, you know, let me get an astrophysicist in the same room as a basketball coach and, and try and form these interesting synergies, uh, just different outlooks and ways of looking at the world. And, uh, you know, that's just personally fun for me. And of course, it elevates my game. And, uh, you know, by connecting other people together, it, it certainly helps them as well. But, you know, we're a product of who we spend time with. So sure, uh, it has financial benefits, but to me, it's just fun. Uh, you know, I want to be around people that have, that have, have done and, and, and are doing truly inspiring, innovative things and, and just have unique ways of looking at the world. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, to your point, like, it's kind of crazy because like, you never know what can come out of like connecting different people together and being able to help right. everybody out. And you're right. You know, I, I really like the, the example with the, uh, an astrophysicist and a basketball coach, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people might not think that like anything could happen with them, but you never know. And like, there could be some like really crazy idea that comes out of something like that. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. You know, just uh, it is a lot of fun playing that connector role and, you know, like yeah. just knowing as many people as possible and be able to be like, oh, you know, you know, yeah. you know, you need like, you know, so and so Oh, I worked with him. He's phenomenal. You know, go check him out. And I really, really like the the point you made about the diversity among um, like, I guess, like thought and, and mindset and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm being able to, to communicate with like people that are like, just think differently. Um, you know, whether that be like a, a higher thought in, in like a different aspect of their lives or, you know, just something else, like just mixing as many personalities and thoughts and, you know, perspectives together, like really create some, some out of this world kind of stuff. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. What do you consider to be the biggest variable in expanding your clientele? You know, like I was saying earlier, um, I think there has been and, and will continue to be a demand for simplification, clarity financially, ultimately just helping people in their financial lives. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, a question that I get often, and I, and it's not just financial planners, you know, to a degree, almost every profession has a perceived threat from the internet. Like, you know, if you're in the real estate business, you could theoretically look for a home on Zillow. Uh, you could make your own investment decisions online. There's legal zoom if you're an attorney and, uh, as much as there's more information on the internet than there's ever been, and, and so much as a Google click away, has that really made it easier for people? I mean, it, people are more confused than ever. Things are more complicated. And, you know, as much as there's so much information out there, I think those that can just give advice and simplify and make complex decisions easier, um, you know, the idea of the human brain is, is making decisions is actually rather taxing for us. So our brains are constantly looking for shortcuts. And I say that because, um, you know, despite what you may think, human beings, for the most part, we don't love making decisions, not difficult ones, at least, and to the extent you can uh, provide um, ease in that, you know, I think, uh, you're, you're going to be in demand. I think about, you know, we all remember March, April of the pandemic where we were really homebound. And, uh, you know, if you're, uh, for me, I, if I wanted to watch a movie, you know, we, we have smart TVs and just about anything you want to watch is available, yep. but that doesn't necessarily make it easier to pick a movie, but you have a service such as Netflix, which basically takes all the movies and content in the world and shrinks it down so that it's more manageable. You know, I, I call it the cheesecake factory effect. You walk into the restaurant, you've got a five page menu and, and it just becomes um, challenging to make these decisions. So any profession where you're in the business of getting to know someone and giving advice, I think is in demand. And fortunately I'm a part of that. So, you know, it's been the case throughout my career and, and I think it will continue to be that way. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. You know, especially like you said, across like almost every industry, you know, where there's some person, um, you know, to be able to give like a, a consultation. Sure. Um, you know, for whatever people are, are trying to do. Yeah, it's almost like an information overload. You know, like there could be, you know, so many resources out there and everything. And you're right, people are, you know, able to make decisions, but they might not necessarily be the right ones, um, sure. you know, in their best interest. So then I think you're right, you know, like to be able to, to find somebody to, to really talk to and build a relationship with and be able to have them simplify that for them and, and really break it down, boil it down is, is, you know, really, really important. And, um, you know, I, I feel like it's not really something that's going to go away because I mean, no, yeah, it's even yeah. more in demand. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially with everything going on and, you know, people have a lot more stress on their backs now than ever. And, you know, to be able to just kind of simplify that for them is like might actually, you know, take a lot of that stress off their back. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, we're all reckoning, uh, reckoning uh, with this world where information is being thrown at us so quickly and just so much of it, um, you know, whether it be news and, and, and the constant tweeting and the information overload. Um, what effect that has on the brain and, and on people and, and how we can best work within that. I think we're all figuring it out because, you know, I'm doing this meeting here on my smartphone and I see emails coming through and stock quotes and everything else. And, 
you know, we've never really had to contend with that before. Um, you know, we're constantly being thrown information and our minds are trying to figure out what the hell do we do with this and how to best just um, live healthy within that, I think is something that we're all going to have to figure out. And it just becomes even more of a, uh, um, just something we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. I mean, all of us were kind of just shoveled into the situation too. Like it, it wasn't really, you know, we weren't really eased into something like that. Um, you know, like that's a that pretty recent thing where there's, you know, tons and tons of information being thrown at you and just being able to like pick through it and everything and figure out, you know, what is actually important versus what's not so important. And, you know, it's, it's definitely kind of a crazy time that we live in when it comes to information. And, um, yeah. You know, in a lot of generations, to... it's going to be all they ever knew. Like they never yeah. knew a time where it wasn't this way. And even to a degree, you know, I grew up with the internet, but it wasn't so constant and it yeah. wasn't so easily accessible as it is today with um, the growth of mobile. Uh, so it, um, it it's going to be interesting to see. It totally is. <laughs> I feel like, you know, just being able to to focus is, you know, kind of a commodity now um you know with everything being thrown at you and everything and and just being able to kind of do like one thing at a time is a little harder now than than ever yeah they say you never truly multitask you just do one thing less effectively um and i don't right that's something that uh you know really ought to be taught at a very yeah. basic level growing up um you know the ability to focus and own in um and, and even if you look at elon musk um don't quote me on this, but I think the way he, he works his schedule, so to speak, is uh, different days he solely focuses on one company. Um, so he's not constantly going back and forth. So, uh, you know, those that really understand that, I think ultimately become high performers, uh, but focusing and, and, and owning in on, um, you know, one thing at a time, it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. I, I saw a quote somewhere recently. I forgot what it was, but it basically says like, if you try and focus on too many things at once, then you're not going to get any of them done. Like it was something yeah. like that. And even like, you know, trying to focus on one thing at a time. Um, you know, like I, once I come home from work, my day job, I, I do have like a bunch of real estate stuff that I try to do. And even like just seeing like a list on there and being able to kind of like pick out a couple, like you start to think about everything at once and, you know, not everything might get done. And yeah, I'll have to look into kind of how Elon Musk, um, you know, structures his, his days and kind of study that a little bit and see if that could, could change things. Sure. Definitely. What is the most important lesson that you've learned over your career so far? Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, one thing I was talking about recently, uh, are you familiar with uh, compounding interest as an investment principle? Yep. Eighth wonder. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, when I say compounding interest, uh, at least many financial planners like myself think about from an investment perspective, and it is magical uh, with the idea that um, as you grow in investments over time, uh, in investment hopefully grows. So the growth on a larger number gets bigger and bigger. And um, it, it really is magical. But compounding interest is a life principle. Uh, even the way that human beings and life came to be on a molecular level, 
uh, it's all compounding interest. And if you understand compounding interest, it's not just um, with investing, it's with your business, it's with your network, it's with fitness, it's with any hobby that you wanna undertake. And when you start something, whether it be a business, building your network, the idea is initially, um, you know, frankly, it can be a bit boring. Uh, you have a lot of micro wins that at times don't even quite seem like wins, but if you stick with it, the wins get bigger and the wins grow on themselves. And, and soon enough, um, with time and, and practice, you really have something beautiful. Uh, so just understanding that on a lot of levels. And, and of course, with that comes patience and, um, you know, seeing the end result before uh, it's easy to. And just understanding and having that faith and, and confidence, but you got to be patient, uh, whether it be from investing, whether it be from growing a business, it does compound, but ultimately the compounding interest works on so many levels. Wow, that was impressive. <laughs> Honestly, I've never really thought about, you know, compound interest in any other, uh, I guess, aspect. And sure. that's, wow, that's, that's some crazy stuff to think about. <laughs> yeah, You're right, well, honestly, you know, though, I mean... Like it just building on, you know, start off with baby steps, you know, even from like humans in general, you know, like on the molecular level, uh, you know, like kind of like you were saying, like everything just kind of got built up over time and it just keeps stacking on itself. And, you know, a lot of tiny, tiny baby steps, you know, growing into things that are really big. And it's honestly yeah. like you could probably attach that to almost everything, you know? I think so. And, uh, you know, take knowledge, for example, learning things and just reading and, and, and being aware um, on a lot of different topics. As you start to understand things, it's easier to learn new things. Um, you know, you start to realize that there's a lot of commonalities. Uh, and if you understand the principles that, um, you know, make up an underlying subject, your ability to learn and expand there, uh, you know, just compounds, right? And that's the yeah. beauty of it all. It is a beautiful thing. <laughs> How do you define wealth? I know this one's a little, you know, touchy kind of in the, the professional aspect, but kind of like you personally. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, first thing that's interesting is this comes up a lot with clients. And when it when that comes up, right, what is financial success? What is a win? It's not for me to answer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's for me to walk my clients and, and people through a journey and a process to understand that for themselves and understanding that success and wealth. I don't want the definition that society gave you or that you or that, you know, your friends give you, I want to figure out what that looks like for you in your life. Um, and that's a fun process. And, and, you know, once we figure that out, the financial goals just fall right cleanly within that. Uh, you know, for myself, I feel fulfilled when I'm impacting others, when I'm adding value, like I talked about. Um, and again, you do that, the money, the net worth really just takes care of itself, but a constant focus on, um, how do I help people? Uh, you know, that's a huge part of it for me. Wow. I, I really like that answer. And especially, um, you know, wealth in different aspects of your life, you know, kind of like you just said with like the network and everything, like, like if you just kind of do it, I mean, you know, other aspects of your life will start to kind of build with it. And, you know, everything kind of just like builds together, I guess. And like, just to be able to take that path of being able to find what wealth means to you, 
instead of what it might mean to somebody else because it's going to be different for everybody that's wow <laughs> yeah absolutely oh my god <laughs> moving on what are the most effective resources that have helped you the most so far on your journey you know i i i'd probably say the best things i've learned um the best friends i've made the best clients i've i've taken on it's been all through other people so not that people are a resource but i feel like you know anything you want to learn anyone you want to meet anything you want to accomplish can be done through others so it really just goes back to that network and um you know those people you spend time with um, that's how i learn to be a financial planner. That's how I've met so many people. And, um, you know, of course you can do that face to face, but you, know, you can read a book and, uh, you know, you can listen to a podcast and there's so many ways to get access to, to just profoundly innovative people. Um, and, uh, you know, just taking advantage of that. Um, but ultimately I, I, I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm at because of other people and, certainly try and pay it forward and, and help others as well. But, uh, you know, it's ultimately just um, the people I've, I've put in my life that have helped me in that regard. Wow. Yeah, it's it's really crazy, you know, kind of like the, the doors that open up once you literally just like start talking to people. And yeah. even like, you know, even just like being a good person and, you know, wanting to like have a conversation with somebody or, you know, like you just kind of like start to build friendships. And for the most part, you know, most people are, are extremely nice, you know, especially if you're literally just a good person and, and have a drive to, to do like great things. And then, you know, you start to become friends with those people. And then like those people show you some of their friends and like, you know, they're doing crazy stuff. And it's, it's just a path that's, that's really crazy. And like, you don't, I kind of want to stress, um, you know, that you don't have to be like a certain age or, you know, have a certain experience to start networking. It's, you know, it's insane, like the amount of people that want to talk to you, but you don't know that yet. And yeah. even like just on social media, you know, like we met through um, Todd, I'll link his uh, Instagram down below, you know, like we probably wouldn't have met before. You know, or we definitely I mean, wouldn't have met without that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe in like a networking group or, you know, whatever in the future, but you, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, like there are a lot of people that you kind of meet that you might not necessarily meet in real life, you know, especially with everything going on, you know, just and having like a relationship with them, you know, whether it's over Zoom, over social media, whatever, like it's like you kind of know them. Um, you know, like really well, and, and you can meet those people through other people. And just the networking is, is so intense, like the, the doors that open and, and the true power of it, and anybody can do it. You know, we all yeah, have absolutely pretty much, you know, some sort of access to internet nowadays. You know, even if you just hop on Instagram, and, um, you know, just DM people or just just start talking to people even if you don't have like a whole lot to give right away, you know, if you just have a desire then, and want to be a good person, then, you know, you're all set. It's, you know, Amen. exactly. Amen. 
definitely, you know, recommend that to everybody. You know, it's a, just, just talk to people. People aren't, most people, 99% of the people I've met so far have not told me, you know, off basically. <laughs> most Screw people are, off, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like it, most people are extremely nice and you know, you never know what can happen. If nothing else, just start talking to people and things. Yeah. Just and that's, and, and, you know, you're, you're from Massachusetts. So, you know, we're even thinking about all the uh, quote unquote mass holes. They're not so bad after <laughs> all. Uh, and uh, yep. you know, imagine, imagine in a different place. Um, but uh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Especially in, in Massachusetts. <laughs> yep. What is something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that changed as you went along? You know, one thing um, I spent a lot of time talking to people about, you know, you think about investing, for example, and uh, you have money and you want to invest, right? And uh, the traditional options, you may say, well, gee, I could invest in real estate. I could buy stocks. I could buy bonds. I could put money into a retirement account. The one that doesn't get discussed enough is um, being creative and investing in yourself. And, uh, you know, more and more that, becomes a creative option for people. And it does show up from a, eventually from an income perspective, from a, a net worth perspective. And, you know, that could be anything from uh, paying to go to a conference where you meet others and you learn new things, um, you know, taking interesting people out to lunch. I mean, there's so many different options and, um, you know, you can compare that to the opportunities to invest in a traditional retirement account. And, um, but I think just understanding that that's an option, um, investing in yourself. And uh, there's so many different ways to get creative. And I, all the time I help people think about that. What are some out of the box, 80, 20 type thinking ways that, you know, we can ultimately um, grow your net worth. And it's not always the traditional investing answers. Yeah, I feel like that's really, really big. Um, you know, like there is, you know, the quote that that goes around that you are your biggest investment, which is honestly so true because even, you know, just from taking people out to lunch or buying coffee for people or, you know, just doing like little things here and there, um, you know, or yeah, like buying books or, you know, like just consuming and in, in, you know, some of the information that you want to get into and, yeah. um, you know, just meeting people, having conversations like, yeah, right away, you might not be able to snap like a dollar sign onto that, but in the future, you'll be able to, you know, as long as, you know, like you're doing the right thing and, you know, you're being a good person and everything, but you know, you're totally right. Um, you know, you definitely are your biggest investment and, you know, even like just buying books, listening to podcasts, um, you know, taking people out like, yeah, that might seem like, um, you know, like little things here and there that aren't going to do anything. But I feel like that stems back to, you know, the compound interest that we were talking about earlier is a lot of these little wins, as long yeah. as you're consistent, they're going to build up and you're going to start to get bigger wins. And it's, yeah, and I think it, it can be frustrating for people because um, you invest in a, a mutual fund, you're used to getting a statement, you can see the value, maybe it's gone up, maybe it's gone down, but you can see that money working for you. 
Um, oftentimes this is a bit more invisible. Uh, it can take a bit longer. So I think it requires that belief system and uh, really understanding what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, but it does compound just like anything else. It totally does. I feel like that kind of stems back to, you know, developing patience as well, you know, and just, just really like enjoying, you know, meeting people and, and hearing their stories and taking them out and, you know, just being a good person and like doors are, are really going to start to open up, you know, that then will lead into some of your other focuses, you know, whether it's like different investments and stuff and, you know, like you don't necessarily have to focus on like the almighty dollar, you know, if you focus on other, um, other aspects of business, you know, that you might enjoy like meeting people or taking people out, you know, just, just consuming, um, you know, like books and podcasts, then those are going to kind of flow together and everything's eventually going to work out. I'm with you. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, it's totally crazy. Um, I know we kind of talked about, you know, some of these quite a bit, but what values are most important to you when it comes to doing business? You know, above all, as I've been mentioning, any interaction, whether it be a podcast like this, um, where you have uh, viewers that will be listening, um, whether it's a client situation, just to be helpful. Uh, you know, I have a um, something that uh, many would kill to have, which is uh, an understanding of personal finance and investing and really using that to help people and uh, make people's lives as easy as possible. Um, you know, other than that, honesty and integrity, of course, that um, pays off over time and, and just the attitude that you want to help. Um, you know, I, I, I keep it pretty simple in that regard. Yeah. It's perfect. I love that. I mean, honestly, um, you know, that's, it's a, a pretty crazy thing to be able to like have information that you know you come across and then be able to disperse it to others and bring them up with you you know especially meeting you know like networking and stuff like you're gonna find you know bits of uh bits of information here and there you know that might totally change everything and then if you go and you tell someone else that's trying to do the same thing or you know just from talking to people it could be like one of your friends even like something like that might change their life as well And you don't know, you know, and if you can be the one to pass that information along and be able to see their face when they, you know, find out about that, it's a pretty special feeling, you know, just to bring other people up with you and, um, you know, just help people out. It's, it's, (laughs) it's wild. And our last but not least question, do you read? And what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? Yeah, I definitely, I, I absolutely read, but I'll, I'll, I'll veer a bit. And um, I do a lot of podcast listening. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, there's just so many that come to mind. Um, you know, one that's interesting, I just recently got into is TED Talks Daily. Uh, you, you get a 10 to 15 minute little TED Talk where basically you have a subject matter expert uh, giving their perspective. And the beauty of it is it's normally the type of perspective you wouldn't see on the nightly news. It's something different. It's out of the box. Um, you know, it gives you a very different type of insight. Um, you know, another I would say is masters in business on Bloomberg by Barry Ritholtz. 
he interviews some of the brightest minds in business and on Wall Street. And, you know, you understand their thoughts on the markets. And, you know, it's one that I've been listening to for years. Um, you know, one that uh, a friend of mine is doing uh, on Mindset, a friend of mine, Arlen Moore, uh, has a mindset design podcast. And, uh, you know, if you design your mindset, you can design your life. And uh, he's got a great podcast and uh, advice is invaluable about mindset and belief systems and everything like that. So, you know, those three are, uh, are some highlights, but, you know, I, I go through my podcast list. It just gets bigger every day. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm a big podcast guy. I, I, I read too. Um, you know, one thing that is interesting is uh, there's a lot of podcasts that they basically take a book and they break it down to 15, 20 minutes. Um, you know, you basically get the uh, summary. And of course, there's nothing like reading the, the actual book, but um, I, I find this interesting if, um, you know, you just want to get some insight pretty quickly. And um, it, uh, you know, that's another one I've been, I've been into lately, but um, there's a lot of podcasts out there and, um, you know, reading as well. And uh, is, is we started the podcast off with it's just a ton of information these days. Yeah. I really like, you know, the diversity of all of those. I'm definitely going to have to check out a couple of those. Um, you know, even like, you know, kind of straying away from like what you might really, really be interested in to hear some other perspectives yeah. on, on other things, you know, and be able to hear like different business ideas. Like, even if you're not really into that kind of thing, like you might pull like a principle or something from that, that you might be able to implement with your business and, like really just hearing all these different perspectives um, sounds extremely interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check those out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I know for me, um, a lot of the traditional finance investing um, podcasts, I, I certainly listen to them, but you know, at the end of the day, there's only so many opinions out there about where interest rates are going to go. Um, yeah. There, there's only so many ways to look at um, inflation and um you know, ultimately just wanting to seek different types of information and um, just be more well-rounded with it all. Uh, so podcasts are a great way. And uh, of course, like so many others in the pandemic, have had a bit more time to listen to it. And, uh, you know, it's, a, um, it's always a great way to uh, stay insightful. It really is. And the, the cool part is podcasts are completely free. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's, uh, you know, there's, there's tons and tons of information out there. And even, man, like to, you know, just throw on a podcast while you're driving to work or something like that, you know, and just really just, you know, just drive and kind of like let your mind go blank and just absorb, you know, the conversation that's happening through your speakers just you know yeah it's like you never know what kind of information and, and perspectives you're going to get and the diversity you know to be a lot more well-rounded is it's pretty important absolutely i'm with you totally well brandon where can you be reached are you on social media or you know your email how can people learn more about you and yeah, absolutely. Certainly on social media. Um, you know, probably the best way is uh, 
just uh, give me a Google search. Uh, the name of my team is Financial Compass Group, just uh, Financial Compass Group, Brandon Fink. Mm-hmm. Um, should pop right up and uh, you'll get an email from me and uh, feel free to reach out. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, definitely do that. I'll drop the, uh, the link to that in the description of this, of this podcast. So you'll be able to just click right there. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on, man. This, this was a really powerful episode. I'm going to have quite a few highlights in here. <laughs> All right, um, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully, you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.